Hey fam, it's Mariah, and welcome to Calvary Conversations, where we simplify God's Word to reach today's culture by casting down arguments through real, radical testimonies and biblical conversations. Now let's get started. Welcome to Calvary Conversations. My name is Mariah, and today we have a special podcast with my fiance, Ryan Harrington Riley. Howdy. (laughs) It's going to be a quick one. Yes. We are doing a little Christmas special. This will be um, the week before Christmas, so we're excited for this one. We got our red and green and different lighting. So, yeah, Ryan's supporting the red and green with, with his outfit, but we have like a dimmer lighting, so it's a little cozy Christmas vibes. So, well, not vibes, just cozy Christmas. So we are going to talk about our proposal and engagement a little bit. And then the next time we're going to share stuff about premarital and stuff like that. Counseling and things that we did with Morgan and Vell. And yeah. So Ryan, do you want to start off by sharing when you, I guess you kind of said you already knew that you wanted to marry me, but how why you waited six months and what the proposal process looked like for you as the man yeah so i think the courting process was okay so basically i came here (laughs) and had other relationships before rededicating my life to christ that weren't uh very godly they had sex you know sexually immoral and things like that and so I didn't have a lot of structure. I guess I relate to my mom in that. That's part of her testimony coming to the church. And, you know, some people buck the structure, but she really liked the structure because her life was unstructured before that. So I liked that coming here. And I was like, well, I don't really know how to do a godly relationship. And um, I guess Mariah's dad counseled us to have a year-long period of dating and so an engagement combined engagement combined so 6 months in the middle of that is uh is uh <laughs> is would would be around when the proposal was mm-hmm. but i didn't really uh i think the whole time the reason why i was courting you is because i wa- wanted to marry you mm-hmm. and so i think that that's part of uh something that's good to do probably is just have somebody who you know because you're doing life with them like in the same community and you know people that know them and so you already kind of have an idea I think that would be good to already have an idea that you know who they are and that they would be somebody who you'd want to marry because mm-hmm. in the past I've and I've seen I've done this and I've seen people do this where they get into a relationship to to get to know them and then you're mixing your heart and just it causes more pain if it ends up not being right yeah but you know even now we're still not married so Mm -hmm. it could still right could still drop the hat and run the other way but no No. we have three more months but lord willing unless unless the lord directs one of us to not be with the other person I feel like we just listen to the voice of God and we don't go by feelings because I think um, it's easy to say like, oh, I'm nervous or afraid. But if there's red flags biblically, that's when you should leave. Mm. 
But if you're just like, oh, I'm just not feeling it or I don't know, I don't think that you should just leave them. I think there should be a reason why um, and something that's off. But what yeah, so I think, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. But you so can going back to the, the proposal, proposal uh, the, just, it was a cool story because it's just fun to see God work mm-hmm. with my minimal, not uh, not minimal effort, but <laughs> God did more than I could have done, basically. Mm. So I was thinking about doing a proposal, and we were talking about the ring she gave for input. And so I got the ring through somebody who my family knew who does that stuff. And uh, I think I was thinking about doing it. Oh, yeah. So I the, thought you would do this the first with the baptism. No, so I thought he was going to propose to me skydiving. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was an idea because I heard somebody else do it, and I thought it would be really fun, so I started talking to her about skydiving. I was like, hmm. And so, yeah. So I if you did that, be, I would have known. It's a good thing you didn't. Good thing good thing God didn't have mm-hmm, me do that. Mm-hmm. So then another idea came up when my sister was wanted to get baptized here, and she did, so praise God for that. Mm-hmm. But, uh... It was a really beautiful thing. So I knew my whole family was going to be here. And so I started planning that, thinking the baptism is usually outside. So I was going to talk to Pastor Craig about doing it then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess before all this, I took Pastor Craig and Morgan out to dinner and asked uh, for his daughter's hand in marriage to dinner for some steaks. And uh, hard. Yeah, so it was, uh, so that was a good thing, and he gave good counsel to, you know, basically just inquiring if I would be, you know, if I'm, you know, just giving good counsel about what my shortcomings are and what her shortcomings are and how to just be aware of that and rely on the Lord for strength with, with, um, you know, being strong in the Lord where I'm weak and being mm-hmm. able to lead her well. But then, uh, so then Pastor Craig called me in one night. This was close to the baptism. And so he, he sat me down and had the idea of, he's like, what do you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think if we do the proposal after service? And I kind of had the whole it, church in front of the whole church. And I kind of had an inkling of this, idea but all of a sudden my heart started beating really fast because I was like because I'm not like because that's nerve-wracking to me to do it in front of the <laughs> whole anyone. church so but I don't remember I think I said prayed about it a little bit in that moment and then mm-hmm. I said yes and I think Kevin was there too and so we talked about it no okay I said I'll pray about it then I texted them later and said yes so, as many of you know, uh, I guess the, I don't actually, I'm forgetting the exact details, but it was in between services at the end of the first service, right? Mm-hmm. And so, we Pastor Craig was going to act like his mic oh, wasn't Oh, no, this working. was second service. You did at the end of second oh. service. But we sat together in the um, foyer to like watch some of the sermon, which was cool. And then I remember I, on my side of it, 
I saw his whole family in the front row. And so you would think I would know, but again, his sister Alexa was getting baptized. So like his grandma was there and all his siblings and mom and dad, and they're sitting in the front row. And I just didn't think anything of it. Just that Alexa was getting baptized. And I remember we had the luncheon afterwards. So I had to prepare for that. So I was not going to go on stage. And I remember it was Morgan and Rachel that like, no, you need to go on stage and play the last song, which I never, I always play the last song. But for this reason, I was just stressed, making sure we got the chicken ready and everything. And I was not going to go on stage. You're like, you need to go on stage. So I go on stage and Ryan does the sound. So you can do this part. Take it back. So you do the church sound. So thank you for that. Uh, Yeah, so I was in the sound booth and Pastor Craig had talked to me the other night saying that he was going to act like his mic cuts out. Mm -hmm. And I think I was the one who muted it. You were doing sound. Yeah, Yeah, so I muted his mic and then uh, had a replacement mic in my hand that I was going to act like I was bringing up to him. Mariah was getting ready for worship, and when she gets ready, she kind of looks down and stuff and does these different routines that she has. So I was walking up there with it, and then Pastor Craig pulls the the, uh, thing that you put your Bible on out of the way, pulpit. pulpit. And then I get up there, and I say whatever I said. I don't remember exactly. He said, hey, baby. And I just turned, and I'm shooketh. Hey, hey, baby. And then... I think that's when it started hitting me. I had my bass on, so I had to take it off. Um, but I I just didn't feel real. Like, I didn't realize what was happening, and everyone had their phone out. I didn't know what was going on. And then I just remember you saying, like, I love you, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you and grow old with you and serve the Lord with you. Mm. So will you do me the honor of marrying me? And you got down on your knee. And then I was like, sheepishly, like, okay. I was like, Yes. It was so awkward. I thought it would be more expressive and different, but when you're in front of all those people and it's just, I'm not afraid of being in front of people. I mean, I'm naturally shy, so I just got so shy. And then you, I went to like do the under hug, but then you like picked me up and you never picked me up. That was probably your first time doing that. So I like flew, um, not flew, but I don't know. It was just, it meant a lot to me because I wanted to either get married at the church or just have a proposal. I used to say maybe outside of the church or something, but God knew like that needed to happen because mm. we're not getting married at the church. We're getting married at a venue that your, your family owns, but it was just so beautiful because God knew that I needed it there and that memory. And I don't know, just especially my mom not being there. It, it just felt so family cozy all my friends and family were there and it was perfect so and then yeah, afterwards and did worship and that's what i was saying was what god did a, a lot greater than what i could have ever done or thought of because mm-hmm. he really filled her cup through the way he orchestrated it in a way that i had no idea yeah and so that was cool that was cool to be a part of the way god did that because i feel like whenever uh we get to take part in what he's doing. That's how it feels. It feels like, oh, this is, I'm just a kind of a, uh, it's something that makes makes us give glory to him mm. at the same time because we know that we have nothing to do with his goodness and his, his master plan of weaving everything together. So, mm. yeah, that's how I felt. And I'm very thankful that you said yes and yep. you didn't leave me f- 
their uh can you imagine up, you walk know, up <laughs> and i'm not there i'm outside trying to get the lunch table ready um but the ring is perfect he did a really good job so i'm very thankful and i mean i was not smart i should have got a seven ryan said but i got a seven and a half so it's a little big but it's fine it's not a big deal and also the cool thing about it too is everything with like just how you even surprised me and didn't realize I hate surprises. Ryan knows I need to be better at liking surprises, but I was so surprised in such a good way. And even with like the ring, cause I kind of knew what it was going to look like, but I did not know it looked this beautiful. So it's just everything. I was so surprised and shocked. So it helped me be okay with surprises and you pulled it off because a lot of people can't surprise me. Oh, the I, Lord pulled it off. The Lord pulled it off. Amen. But so now we're engaged. And so that was six months ish courting, six months now engaged. I think it was more seven. We got um, engaged. I remember this is how I remember numbers. It was eight, like infinity, and then 21, 22, mm. like the 21st, 2022. So, so I think we what we've engaged. realized during this engagement is that uh, we. Like you were saying before this, we have really needed the help of uh, everybody around us in yep. the church body. And so that's mm -hmm. why I would say to the older people and to the younger people wanting to get uh, married or getting into a relationship is that it takes it does take a village and it takes mm -hmm. a godly village. So just encourage uh, you because I've seen a lot of people do it where they and I've done it myself. <clears throat> Or, you know, sin is an, is an isolating thing. But just know that that's a tactic of the enemy is, you know, when you get in a relationship and then it starts going, getting weird or ungodly and then you start pulling away because you feel ashamed. Like that's just, that shame is from the enemy to isolate us so he can, you know, destroy us, steal, kill, and destroy. But, um, yeah, just be, we certainly have, done it very imperfectly but uh just knowing that we need the bodied people to speak into our lives to check in hey how are you doing with accountability how are you doing with purity mm -hmm. you know the men check in with me on some of the men check in with me on that mm -hmm. and um same for the women and and my dad my dad's the best dad. at that with me yeah that also is mm -hmm. a good fear that keeps me from yeah uh, <laughs> My dad got shocked. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, just not, and pursuing purity in a relationship or all the way <laughs> uh, up to getting married mm. for this, not for the sake of relationship with the Lord. Mm. Um, he says, uh, as you say, be pure as I am pure mm -hmm. or holy as I am holy. Yeah, be holy. And he says that a few times. And so it's, uh, we all know this, but whenever we're not walking with him in a way that we know it's not right, it's, it's a, it impacts our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And, and I think we've realized that, um, you know, idolatry can come in many forms, but can also come in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And we've of, often had to lay each other down just because like we keep, I keep putting you back on the altar mm -hmm. in my heart. And so, but every time that 
happens, bad fruit comes out of it, impurity or, you know, other things. Mm -hmm. And so just pursuing purity and being willing to be radical about it. Like there's a guy who at, uh, my assistant at not at, uh, my, my place of work, um, who every time I see him, he's like, I still can't believe what you and, you know, your fiance are doing like, and he's a Christian. And so just, Mm -hmm. uh, waiting, waiting to kiss. Yeah. Kiss. Yeah. But he says, Paul says, let there not even be a a hint of sexual immorality among you. Mm. And, um, but yeah. So pursuing that and for, our relationship, the sake of our relationship with the Lord mm. and walking obedience and love with him. Amen. And I'm thankful for the church family because you guys catch us a lot of times. If you're like, Hey, you're too close or that yeah. where it's like, I know that if I didn't have that, I mean, I have to have the fear of God because if we wanted to kiss or to do other things, we could do that. But again, we have to fear the Lord, but also we need that accountability and to remind one another that we are weak. And so we need that help. So I'm just thankful for our whole church family, for your family, for my family, really good at corralling us and holding us accountable and for getting too close. Like, Hey, and don't feel uncomfortable. Like if you see us and you feel like it's, we're getting too close or that just like, tell us because we don't, we want to be above reproach, but we also, we don't want to be a bad example, but we also our hearts are desperately wicked and deceitful. We could be think, oh, we're fine. Like I'm not being aroused or whatever, but we don't really know. I mean, it could be leading to other things. So we just want to be careful. And so we're thankful for you guys. We're thankful for your prayers. I know a lot of people are like, I'm praying for you because I know this is not easy. I know this is difficult. And I would truly say this is probably one of the most difficult seasons of my entire life because it's someone that I love so much like you, but it's like, hold, hold. And I'm really having to learn to have self-control, which is a fruit of spirit and patience because it's easy for me to like want to wrap my present, unwrap my present before Christmas, but not unwrap you like that. That's inappropriate. (laughs) But you know, like I want to be able to kiss you and think like everyone else is doing it. But I know that for me, that would be opening doors and arousing love before it's time Mm -hmm. and just awakening things that should not be awakened until we're husband and wife. Cause as of now, you're my brother and I'm your sister and we'll still be brother and sister when we're married. But right now it's a good time to be thankful for the season we have because it's really teaching us to have a foundation without the physical and the sexual. It's helping us have a foundation with how we deal with conflict and communication and kindness and forgiveness. So the verse I would say for us, I'll keep repeating, I say it a lot, is Ephesians 4.32. It says, be kind and compassionate, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. And I really need that because I mess up a lot and I hurt Ryan or my love language is physical touch. So like I could easily push boundaries and he has to be really good at saying, hey, like, whoa, too much. And then I get rejected. I know I've already talked about this in the last podcast, but just to know if your girlfriend or boyfriend is doing that, they love you if they're doing it for not reason, like if they're doing that for reasons of relationship with God and to be close to the Lord, they love you so much. I know Ryan loves me so much. And so I'm just very excited for our wedding day. And I'm excited for the day of the wedding with Jesus when the Lord comes back. Um, So I'm also thankful for that with you is that we have to remind each other to not make each other idols, but it's a struggle that I have. And so just figuring that out together is how to, 
Um, the Bible says in first Corinthians seven, those who are married to live as though they're single. So we're figuring that out together, what that's going to look like. And so I'm really excited just to serve the Lord with you and to serve you, um, as unto yeah, the Lord. So, so that's yeah, good. that's it. I think, uh, basically what we're saying, what you're saying sounds like is that the foundation is in the Lord Amen. and it's built on him and his word. And, uh, if we try to draw from each other, from anything else in life, it's like, like, uh, like a leech, broken cisterns, like sucking all your life out of you. And every time I'm not in the word, I, oh my goodness, Ryan can catch me more than anyone else. I'm always like, well, I just feel like you don't love me. I just feel like we're not doing enough dates. I feel like this because we don't really get to see each other a lot. So we talk on the phone and I don't get a lot of the things I want, like physical touch and quality time. But it's so cool in this season. God just keep, he's almost like slamming things in my face and like dress alterations messing up and other things that are so stupid. It's, it's making me stressed. But what he's showing me is Mariah, you need to seek first. If you do not read the Bible, you are lost. You do not know where to go. You keep going based off feelings. But when you read the word daily, you know the truth. And so you're not going based off feelings. You're going based off facts, which everything in the Bible is a fact in truth. So I just encourage you in your relationship to read the Bible alone. You can, when you're married, read it more together. It's an intimate thing, but I would say really get into the word of God on your own when you're courting or engaged and when you're single anytime, just be in the word. So yeah. That's my advice. Yeah. Any advice and, you have? Uh, just the last thing that you said a little while ago was about, you know, it, telling people at church that it's good to call us out on on uh ways that we're you know not walking by the spirit but also i think that that's a good principle for life mm. and for other like anybody in a relationship to invite into their life because it i mean it does what does it say discipline is painful mm-hmm. um in, in the, the moment, moment. But uh, in the end, it reaps a harvest of right living. And then another one that I like that, because I, I feel like the Lord put these on my heart because I was not doing well with uh, receiving discipline. But the, excuse me, uh, it says to learn, Proverbs 12, too, I think. It says to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Mm. So just knowing that uh, we're not, sin sniffers but uh mm-hmm. you can know a tree by its fruit so if you see bad fruit with other people in the church it's okay to point it out and say hey look, this is what god's word says what do you think you know lovingly like yeah. with a heart for saying like come on let's go mm-hmm. Get, s- stop and let's go every every call um every gospel message that i've seen is paired with a call to repentance mm. So yeah, we all we're constantly in a in a repentant state in our walk on this earth. So mm. um, I think that's right. Yeah, do that. Let them correct you and be okay with it because it's needed. We all need it. I interrupted you. What are you saying? I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. But we we love you guys. I love you guys. And thank you. And God bless you. Merry almost Christmas. Yes. And Happy New Year. 
And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share this video. Um, also, if you'd like to listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can just type in Calvary Conversations. And if you want to check out our Instagram, you can follow us at Calvary Conversations for behind the scenes. Thank you so much to everyone who supports this podcast. If you would like to donate, you guys can do that in the description below. And check out our website, calvaryconversations.com. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you.